happy snowy morning. Over the past few weeks, we've heard and spent some time considering various parables regarding the final judgment. We heard about the ten virgins, five who had enough oil for their lamps as they waited for the coming of the bridegroom, and five who did not have enough oil, and so missed his coming and were locked out of the wedding banquet. And when they tried to get in, the Lord said, I do not know you. And then we heard the parable of the three servants who were given a certain amount of talents and how the ones with five and two talents used those talents wisely and then were able to share in the joy of the master. However, the one with one talent buried his and upon the master's return handed it over without profit. And that servant was cast into the outer darkness. Both of those accounts were parables. Parables that described what the final judgment would be like. They used metaphors to describe truths. The oil of the virgins represented their relationship with the bridegroom. And of course, the point being that one's personal relationship is not something that can be shared or borrowed by others. The talents represent God's given gifts that are given to every person in this life. And whether they be few or they be many, they are to be used for the benefit and the glory of the master. So these parables were intended to wake us up. They were intended to snap us out of a complacency, to guide us back to the path that will prepare us for the final coming of Jesus, who is the bridegroom, who is the master of the house, who is the king. So there's no indication that today's gospel is intended to be read or understood as a parable. The only metaphors are the sheep and the goats, which represent you and me. It's revealing what will happen. It's revealing to us that every person will one day be gathered before the judgment throne of Christ, the King. And that our life and the way that we lived it will identify to whom we belong. Now I know that the prospect of that day can either be welcoming or it could be frightening to us. Everyone wants to be gathered to the right. No one wants to be included with those on the left. The good news is that our being here today means that we still have the opportunity to choose. So let's not waste the precious time that we have. As long as we are breathing, we can choose Jesus. So let us take a look at a few 
verses from Scripture and what the, che- what the church teaches about the brevity of life and the final judgment. So we read in Psalm 144, verse 4, that we are like a breath. Our days are like a passing shadow. In the letter of James, we read that we do not know what tomorrow will bring, for we are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. And in Hebrews, it says that it is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment. So Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly awaiting him. In our profession of faith, we profess that we believe in the resurrection of the dead on the last day and on life everlasting. The Catechism teaches that Jesus links faith in the resurrection to himself. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. It is Jesus himself who will on the last day raise up those who believed in him. The church teaches in the catechism that death puts an end to human life as the time open to either accepting or rejecting the divine grace manifested in Christ. Again, the life we are living now is the time open to either accepting or rejecting the divine grace that is manifested in Christ. And the New Testament repeatedly affirms that each of us will be awarded, rewarded immediately after death in accordance with our works and faith. The Catechism goes on to teach that every person receives their eternal retribution in their immortal soul at the very moment of death in a particular judgment that refers to their life in Christ, either entrance into the blessedness of heaven through purification or immediate and everlasting damnation. And then a quote from St. John of the Cross comes right after that where he says, at the evening of life, we will be judged on our love. All of life finds its meaning and purpose now and eternally on our choosing to have an intimate relationship with the second person of the Blessed Trinity, Jesus, who is the Christ and King. So the crux of today's gospel and the weight of the judgment to come is determined by the degree in which we manifest and live out that relationship faithfully and how our relationship with Jesus influences and motivates our relationships with those around us. 
And we hear this being declared of those on the right. I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. A stranger and you welcomed me. Naked and you clothed me. Ill and you cared for me. In prison and you visited me. Whatever you did for the least of these, you did for me. Jesus teaches us that the second greatest commandment after loving God with all of our being is to love our neighbor as ourself. The sin of those on the left is the sin of omission, the failure to love. It would, however, be a mistake to assume that Jesus is simply urging us to participate in some sort of philanthropy. Today's gospel is not simply a rallying call to social justice activism, as though it were enough to just take on some social cause without having a relationship with Jesus. And while we do need to be involved, Scripture is clear that we can do many great things, but if we don't do them with love, they're useless. So now, looking back at the parables over the last two weeks in relation to today's gospel, the wise virgins and the prepared servants are like the sheep. The foolish virgins, the unprepared servant, is like the goats. It is the faith of the virgins with the works of the servants together that we are then able to rightly anticipate our own entry into the joy of the Father. So let's not waste the precious time that we have for our days really, truly, are like a passing shadow. And so in the words of Joshua, choose this day whom we will serve. So consider this paraphrase that comes from the imitation of Christ. And it's on our personal readiness to be judged. Every action, every thought, should be those of one who expects to die before the day is out. For if we are not ready to face death today, then it's very unlikely we will be ready tomorrow. My one final thought. As we now enter into the Advent season, let's keep the end in mind in order that we would truly be prepared to stand before our Lord when he comes. Because the king will come when we least expect him. <laughs>